The Feast of Christ the King. It concludes our liturgical year and precedes the beginning of a new year in which we celebrate the coming and suffering of the Lord, of this King. Now, one of the problems I think that we have today is that we, well, most people in this country have no immediate experience of a king, and it can seem a little bit dated. However, if a king represents power, we know something about that. And indeed, even if there are no kings struggling for power, there are prime ministers, premiers, and various other leaders in all kinds of power struggles. We read about them in the paper, we see them all on the media. We have not only these political kind of heroes, but we also have heroes in sports, heroes in the movies, Hollywood heroes. And what we admire about them, I suppose, or wish we could imitate or wish we would have, is what seems to be their ability to command a lot of pleasurable and wonderful things in their lives. They seem to be in control of their lives. Even today, at this time, we see this kind of power struggle in our own country. People seeking political power, identifying with one side or the other about who will be president and such. The interesting thing is that even though so often these power struggles end in disaster or end in people not getting power or whatever, or people losing power, we are still enamored of that dream of power. We've all heard the old adage that power will descend into some kind of corruption. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. So, it has a lot to do, this feast has a lot to do with the way we regard power and kingship, or anything that represents power, because it can be corrupting. Power is ultimately never about service, but control. And the search for more and more control never ends. Where did Christ reign? In Bethlehem and Nazareth, where he lived hidden for most of his life. Where did he reign but in his itinerant life of healing and preaching? Where was his throne? His cross on Calvary? What we celebrate today is a paradox. We celebrate Christ as king, but his kingdom is not apparent, and his reign is invisible. We affirm our belief that Christ reigns now, but few seem to know, and even fewer seem to acknowledge it. What we celebrate is a reality that is hidden from us now, one that we cling to in faith and hope but one which we will only be able to affirm when it is revealed later in glory. 
The ultimate paradox in all this is that we, see, we seem strong now and Christ seems weak. We reign now and not Christ. What becomes more and more the reality in our lives, however, is how little we actually do control our lives and our destinies. And the ultimate paradox is that Jesus surrendered even to evil, suffering and death, and now he reigns. We must change our way of life. Acknowledging Jesus as king means that we know are no, no longer kings ourselves. We must step down from our personal thrones and allow Jesus to rule in our lives. What Christ as king represents is a new way of power, a way of power that is exercised through compassion, mercy, forgiveness, patience, long-suffering, service, humility. Acknowledging Jesus means discipline, virtue, self-denial, prayer. This is a whole new perspective on power, a kind of power that we never really thought existed that there could be power in such seemingly weak things. So to understand the power of Christ means that we must have deep faith and courage and hope. We celebrate the paradox of Christ as King and the paradox of our power. Our power which is ultimately shallow and empty despite its being so often splendid and powerful. The ultimate paradox is that if we can accept Christ's understanding of power and authority, we indeed shall reign with him forever. <laughs>